2: Hey guys, so today's Black at Work episode is being sponsored by Divine Crowns. Divine Crowns is a curated collection of handmade, bold, and beautiful African print head wraps. Follow DivineCrowns.co, that's DivineCrowns.co, for more information there on Instagram, And they're going to be providing updates and a quick tutorial on how to put together your head wraps. Head wraps, accessories, all available for purchase at DivineCrowns.co. Enjoy free shipping on all orders that are over $50. So thank you, Divine Crowns, for sponsoring today's show.
0: I'm really intent on earning enough to the fact where I can give independent artists the true opportunity to get their music out, sign to a label, and we all eat and be successful without having to screw them.
1: Sounds like quality control to me. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes you see. I would not have stories like Puff Daddy.
1: If you have a fuck you, you know what to do. Send them to us here at blackatworkpod at at gmail.com. You can also send them in anonymously on our website at at blackatworkpod.com. Hit us up on socials at at blackatworkpod. Our fuck you for today comes from Yaya James. Actually, this is not a fuck you. So good evening, ladies. A few months back, I asked some of my Facebook friends, what's a good podcast they recommend? And someone posted your show but I'm going to keep it 100. I didn't immediately look into it because I thought this was going to be some boring show about work. Like we already hate working, so why talk about it, right? Wrong. This show is completely not what I expected. Wow, the fuck you letters are relatable as hell, LOL. Then we talk shit about the news, which is again, something I do at work every damn day. I don't even start working until I... Until I done made my breakfast and caught up on what's going on out there. LOL. Then it gets semi-serious for a second. And I learned about a woman who had the guts to live her life on her terms, a confidence I still struggle with. Next, y'all are talking about all my shows. When one of y'all said, fuck Jen, old hard face ass. That was Dana. (laughs) Only Jesus could rest, could resuscitate (laughs) me. long enough to hit that subscribe button i laughed the entire show ladies you have a co-worker for life with a brilliant platform for us to share our stories and not be so dry about it i cannot wait to listen to old shows and any new shows to come bless you both
2: How <laughs> was Shoal about to say that was a nessa crazy ass <laughs> I, forgot I, had no. <laughs> I forgot i had said that um shout out to you what was her name
1: Yaya
2: James. Shout I out Yaya. Thing, but yeah. Yeah. Shout out Yaya. Thank you so much. Um, for the compliment. And it makes us feel good to know that you guys are receiving the show exactly the way we intended it. We didn't want it to be like a stuffy type conversation, more so like a conversation you would have with your, your coworkers, you know when the boss ain't around. So (laughs) I'm glad that you enjoy the show and, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thanks, Yaya, for writing
1: in. We love you, girls. This next fuck you is actually a fuck you. So uh, this comes from her name, I Quit. (laughs) (laughs) She says... I have been working at this hospital in the hospital services department for almost 14 years now. They don't pay good at all. So I have been, so I've been having a second job this whole time. I loved the hospital and my job there in general, but I have been looked over six times for a team lead role. My department is hundred percent black and these women just promote who kissing they ass the most or who they best friend. I even try to befriend them and they play nice, but still exclude me and have their own relationships with each other. Last Mm -hmm. month, another lead position came open after one of the other leads moved out of state. So, of course, I applied, interviewed twice, and the role was still given to my boss's friend. I've been here longer than all of them. I am so sick of these women, so today I'm giving my resignation letter. I had already said if I get passed up again, I was going to leave, so I'm doing it today. Sometimes you got to step out on faith and make a move. That's right.
2: I mean, and that's so crazy to to hear this type of perspective because we are always talking about these big corporations looking us over and the white people in charge looking us over, but black people do it too. They hire their friends, they hire people they fuck with, the people that's kissing the ass the most. Like I've even seen it in a company that I worked at where majority of the people were minorities, but I'm so sorry you even had to do that. 12, what what did she say? 12, 13 years she worked there?
1: 14 years she worked there.
2: That is a long ass time and six times to be passed over just for a fucking team lead big bird ass position. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, y'all got me fucked up. No, no. So I'm glad that you're stepping out on faith. I pray that God has this type of alignment in your life and you're able to be fruitful past this but yeah it was fucked up the way they were doing you yeah and
1: you don't deserve that we've said a lot of times on this show you know go where you know you're wanting to go where you can grow and don't continue to be stagnant you know a lot of times you know we say I can't just move because you know I don't might not you know you're scared of the unknown or scared of what's you know what's next or if you don't have any plans but for you to be working there for 14 years and you've applied for six times for a team lead position, your tenure to all of those candidates that have come before you and they still aren't like they're not appreciating you and your skill set and all of that. So make a move and move on. God will provide and he'll you know, you'll find another job and please keep us updated and let us know your next job because I'm, I'm praying and touching and believing with you that you're going to have one real soon.
2: And swear to God, every time somebody comes at us and like, oh, I don't have a job or I lost my job or whatever, I had to quit or whatever. And we'd be like, girl, you finna get you another job. We touch and believe, we touch and believe. And what (laughs) happened? They write us back and be like, I got that job. So, you know, not saying, not saying that. We are God's angels, or anything. I'm just playing. I mean, I
1: am. (laughs) No, I'm just. (laughs)
2: Uh, No, but I I really wish you luck on the rest of your journey. Yeah, for sure.
1: So that's all the fuck yous uh, that we have for today. If you have one, please send them to us, blackatworkpod at at gmail.com, to our email on our website, or hit us up on social media at at blackatworkpod.
2: Well, today the water cooler is filled to the rim. (laughs) With bullshit. So I hope y'all are ready. Let's just go ahead and get into it so we can get all the shit out the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're gonna start with the bullshit. I guess. Many of you have already heard about Casey Goodson Jr., who was a twenty-three year old murdered by the US Marshals Task Force on December the fourth. They shot him three times in the back through the door of his home as he was returning from a dentist appointment with a fucking subway sandwich. This is in Columbus, Ohio, by the way. The U.S. Marshals for the Southern District of Ohio straight up said that they believed the shooting was justified even though they confirmed that he wasn't even the fugitive that they were looking for. You bitches need to make yourselves make sense. What the fuck were y'all even doing fucking with him? His murderer is Jason Mead, a 17-year veteran to the police force. Look, bitch. If you want to retire early and get your pension and benefits and donations from racist ass back the blue ass bitches, then just say that shit. You don't have to roll around here killing our men and shit all willy nilly just because you want to retire early. okay? you're saying this man was waving a gun at you, bitch, come on you want us to really believe that how are you a cop who has seen a gun every day at the very fucking least for 17 years of your life the last 17 years and you mistake a subway sandwich for a gun please set yourself on fire and descend into hell with this bullshit i'm sick of y'all yeah that that's
1: really ignorant to your point, how do you not know you've been in the force for 17 years and you don't know the difference between the fucking sandwich, excuse my language you don't know the difference between a sandwich and a gun and I'm I'm confused, why were y'all fucking with him in, in, in the first place like, I don't know the full story, I don't know the backstory about this, but he walking home, regular, going to get him a sandwich, doing whatever he's doing, walking home, get up to his door and why were y'all even following him in the first place Like, I'm so confused. And this is a, he is, this has nothing to do with anything, but he is very handsome. Looks like he had a lot going for himself, 22, 23. Like, it's uncalled for. And it's traumatizing. And, you know, we always talk about this, but this is so traumatizing to see this week after week, month after month, seeing our Black men being killed. And if people are out there just thinking that, you know, we just bullshitting about this or... You know, it's not a real thing or it's not a real issue that's running through these white people's
2: veins. I don't know. So from what I know, from what I've read, they approached him assuming that he was a fugitive. And there was some type of confrontation there because obviously he wasn't the fugitive. He doesn't even have a record. And it got hostile for whatever reasons. I don't even know. I don't even give a fuck. It does not justify you shooting this man. He was not armed. He was not a threat to you. The only threat that you saw was his skin and you shot him. You bitch, you wanted to retire early. You wanted these racists to put up GoFundMes so that you can get millions of dollars, just like these other bitch ass cops that have done the same thing. Like I said, you bitches are fucked up and you bitches are dumb. And of course, the media is trying to paint him as a good man because he was a pastor. Let me, let me, ugh, let what? me tell you bitches something. Do you know? how many prejudiced ass white ass pastors there are in this goddamn country that does not excuse him from being a fucked up ass individual all those bitches voted for trump paula white her her clan crew all of them bitches voted for trump because they they're they're evil they're not good people i don't give a fuck if this man was preaching the gospel we know that ain't the shit that that ain't the shit that god wanted us to learn You out here just killing mobs. You're not. You are a 17 year veteran to the police force. And you are going to have a really fucking hard time with me, bitch. Convincing me that you thought a wrapped up fucking footlong was a gun. Fuck you. Fuck your descendants. Fuck your ascendants. All of you bitches. Your whole bloodline. Fuck y'all. And that's on period. That's on period. I'm, ugh. (sighs) Anyway, let me reset because I got so pissed. (laughs) I got so fucking pissed off. (laughs) Let let me reset for a second. Okay, so R&B singer Anne Marie, I don't even know who this bitch is. I have never even heard of this chick. The first time I'm hearing about her is now, but she was arrested for killing her boyfriend And she said that the gun accidentally went off and hit him in the head. Girl, girl, (laughs) you gonna have to come up with a better story than that. Have you not seen any episodes of Law and Order SVU? Like, you gonna have to get that story way better than that find you a therapist i don't obviously i wasn't there i don't know what the situation was i don't know what's going on but something was in the in the mix where you involved a gun tori lanes and in somebody you need to be you some something needs to happen here y'all need to talk to dr phil in or whoever the fuck like get your shit together
1: and i don't know who amory is either i did hear about this story but amory should nobody make you this upset. Now, um unless he put his hands on you, then that's some self-defense ass shit. But other than that, if this man doing some petty stuff like something that you can avoid like he's cheating on you or you don't call you don't call some girls in the DMs or he doing some crazy stuff like that, it's not worth losing your freedom and your life over killing him. But if it was some, you know, justifiable
2: it was, girl, it, it wasn't just because was that would have been her first thing. He was beating me. That's why I sh- shot him. Like, her story right. is the gun accidentally went off and yeah. hit him in the oh, head.
1: It so. sound like somebody, a, a girl, she don't like DM, what? You don't like the picture like <laughs> that you wasn't supposed to and then you done got upset and then got the gun. Girl, see, that ain't it? Ain't worth it, sis. It is not worth your life to be doing all of that over um, a no-good ass
2: nigga. <laughs> and, and we can't even speak to his character we don't even know we don't even know the story but like 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 anessa said losing your life over a man over a relationship period unless he was beating your ass and you was defending yourself that shit is dumb so uh go get help all right k michelle was lit on fire this week mm. as her dumb ass should be she got on twitter talking about how hard it is for her to make an r&b album without robert basically as you guys know r kelly is in jail right now so he can't help k michelle with her her uh r&b album aspirations and basically she went on through several tweets making it seem like he was a victim of circumstance and not some nasty ass bitch um some straight up fucking weirdo no bitch there is no separate the man from the music on this shit. When he literally used his music to do this weird fucked up shit to these children, cause some of them were children and these adult children. Cause you know, when you 18, 19, you still You're a, a child. child. You are a child. So he used his music and wrote about this shit about these kids and shit so there's no separating the man from the music here okay michelle shut your dumb ass up shut your bitch ass up ain't nobody nobody come on anessa with the uh nobody i got your background girl thank you thank you friend thank you nobody ain't nobody on their hands and knees, waiting on a new R&B album, especially from you, bitch. Have several seats. If you did this shit, if you said this shit just to get some some people talking about you and some clout, okay, you won. But now, I know I'm really not fucking with you. You're dumb. You're weird. Bye. She could have just said that in her head. She could have just been like, "Dang,
1: you know, I wish." But for some reason, everybody feel like they gotta take everything to social media and and blast off every time you know they got a feeling about something and in this type of culture that we're in okay we're in a cancel culture and then also we in a people are not speaking up for black women culture you can't say that right now sis unfortunately so i really feel like she should have kept that to herself honestly and her last few albums have been her last couple i don't even know how many albums she's came out with but the last couple of albums that i've heard from her i believe the eps or whatever have been trash so look child you might need look katie michelle get on the phone call if you want to talk to r kelly so bad call him or tell him t- i'm not i'm, I'm sorry not call okay him. You, have call from- <laughs> you have received a call from the call from the chicago <laughs> correctional facility to <laughs> accept these charges girl tell this man to have his people call you and then y'all talk about this over the phone it's it, girl because like all of that was it's unnecessary Kay. and she probably done messed herself up by you know saying all this now people probably like you you done with her like <laughs> people gonna be like bitch i ain't listening to these albums for this next album that you got coming out so keep it to
2: yourself Kay. Keep we don't care we don't give a damn bitch <laughs> 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 oh my gosh Really quickly, and I hate we doing this so quick because these people deserve way more recognition, but rest in peace to Natalie DeSalle-Reed. As you guys know, she passed away at age 53 due to colon cancer. That's our girl. Like she, what? yes, Yes. she was everything in all the movies that she was in. More famously, BAPS, y'all know. So shout out to Natalie. I grew up watching her and literally she was one of the first big girls that I saw on the screen looking cute. And, you know, that was kind of like that first taste of like that Lizzo energy back in the 90s. So she was dope to me. So rest in peace, Natalie.
1: I loved her. Like Babs, Eve. I don't know if y'all remember the show Eve that ran for a long time. She was on, She was a main character on that show the list goes on and on. She is a queen of the culture and man, fuck cancer because it's taken two of our two of our beloveds this year, Chadwick died from cancer and then also her. So rest in peace and condolences to her family.
2: Yes. Also rest in peace to tiny. Well, he, he went by tiny, but his name is Tommy Lister and you all know him as Debo from Friday. He also passed away this week at the age of 62, so rest in peace, King, and thank you to your contribution to the culture. Yes, rest in peace,
1: uh, Debo. It's just, this, this is sad. Like, we've lost a lot of good people uh, this year, so rest in peace and also condolences to his family as well. And Friday. <laughs> and you said I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: You said it all sad like this is the movie. Right. right. Rest in peace, Friday. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, watching that ain't gonna never be the same. Well, all of them ain't gonna never be the same. Watch your like, it's, same, like it's sad. But yeah. yeah it's, rest, uh, in peace.
2: rest in peace to all of you. All right. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are Times 2020 persons of the year. They are on the cover of Time and, you know, I get it because they, they really did do their thing this year, Uh, broke records, broke glass ceilings, broke all of that shit. This is cute and everything, but they ain't did shit yet. Like, this presidency around we are not fucking with y'all we are going to hold your feet to the fire and make you stand and execute every fucking promise that you made us to get your ass elected or else you can go skedaddle after your first term like this last bitch this to me just means like hey this is cute but don't forget we're holding you guys accountable we've Fully expect for you to attain office January 21st and stand on what you campaigned on because there's no more days of the Democratic Party or any fucking party failing the people that voted and supported them. And we're doing a lot to support y'all. So shout out to y'all though. Congratulations for this um, honorable uh, achievement, you know, but again, y'all, y'all will be the persons of the year when y'all get the shit done that y'all promised to me, to me.
1: (laughs) Dana said, look, all that's cute now, but I ain't having it. I ain't taking it. I don't want to know nothing about it until I need to, I need y'all to be in there for a couple months and then I'll get my review Oh, how (laughs) y'all. (laughs) are, I'll let you know if you should be the 20th person 2020 of the year in 2021 when we find out what's about to happen. No, but I'm very optimistic uh, about Biden and Harris. Like you said, we did work hard to get you guys in there. But I really I'm hoping and I'm trying to be optimistic that they're going to do what needs to be done. They already I mean, they're, you know, elected or is it is the word electing or? Elect-
2: appointing elected they've, they've been elected no
1: I'm saying they're appointing Um, oh appointing they, people in their cabinet appointing people in the cabin uh, they're appointing black people in the cabin women cabinet 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 I'm sorry not the cabinet <laughs> child <That's what> <laughs> <laughs> so they doing what needs to be done so far but to Dana's point you know y'all want to hold you up y'all into the bargain we're
2: going y'all to the wolves child just. Just me a bunch of people are holding them accountable and i just don't want to get so caught up in the hype like that's true like when president obama was elected there was just a lot of hype and hopes and dreams and oh we're finally gonna be free like and i just don't want people to, to i don't want this era of our political course to go the same way that it has ever been in the past we need real change and so like y'all y'all are doing this cute shit these little cute little photo shoots and being on covers of magazines and all that stuff you know giving people hope and inspiring and giving people something to be proud of but what we really need to be proud of is the the policies and shit that you put in place i did not even mean to go on and on about that but that's what i mean by that
1: yeah i i stand with you friend and everybody else thank I you friend mean, i stand with you black
2: power now i'm just <laughs> Speaking of Black Power, Ben and Jerry's has teamed up with Colin Kaepernick. To put together a new flavored ice cream. First of all, I do not like ice cream. I'm not a milk or dairy person. But I'm not an ice cream person either. I thought I was the only one. No, I don't like it. But I always keep some fucking Ben and Jerry's, bitch. And <laughs> this is why. They do shit like this. They don't give a fuck if you racists don't want to buy their ice cream, their good-ass ice cream. You're missing out. But anyway, Kaepernick's <laughs> Kaepernick's flavor is called change. Change the world non-dairy the flavor that's supporting the fight to dismantle systems of rape oppression and empower black and brown people coming to you guys' freezers in 2021 so shout out to ben and jerry's mm-hmm. and colin for doing that that's, dope. that's
1: Look, dope i'm gonna need all y'all racist folks to get a scoop of this ice cream baby <laughs> <laughs> because look i'm a, maybe maybe they put some potion in this in this damn ice cream that's gonna make y'all just go back to not being <laughs> i mean y'all have always been racist but just somehow <laughs> have a change of heart take the ice cream we, they don't put so many for y'all to have a heart and to love People as people. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Made up, it's, it's ice cream. Made up for a chemical in it to change y'all. Cause y'all are crazy. But no, shout out to Colin. He just continues to set the bar and mm-hmm. continue to fight for justice for Black people. So that's dope as hell.
2: Yeah, it's dope as hell. And we are running late. So let me, let me try to get through the rest of this really quickly. So COVID vaccines have been approved by the FDA. Good news for those of us who have been looking for some type of resolve to this very serious issue. Bad news for the U.S., though, because there are not a lot of vaccines to go around. And right now, the thing is, they are... Basically trying to determine who gets the first round of the vaccines. Should it be frontline workers? Should it be this? Should it be that? Whether or not you are choosing to take the vaccine, I guess the real news story here is it doesn't matter if you <laughs> choose not to because there's not going to be enough to go around anyway. So that's a problem. And of course it's a problem because of your boy, Donald Trump. He declined or Pfizer, I think it's called Pfizer, Pfizer is the medical company, they offered the U.S. more coronavirus vaccine doses, but President Trump turned it down. So we're fucked as long as this bitch is in office. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it, regardless of what you feel about the vaccine, at some point, it's going to become our new norm. As you guys know, you especially those of you who have been in school, got kids going to school, you can't even send your child to school without vaccinations. So, if Corona is here to stay, the vaccines will be here to stay. Make your own medical informed decisions on what you want to do with your body, your life, your autonomy. But I am just Brian Gumble here reporting the news, and I'm just letting you know that there's not vac- enough vaccines to go around. Back to you, and that's all. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. <Reporting>
1: live. <laughs> this is fucked up. No, <laughs> <laughs> the folks that wanted the vaccine, I, I don't know. We gonna just? It, I'm just glad there's a vaccine. Hopefully, everybody don't turn into zombies like they always say. Okay. We'll get to at least see what the first 2.9 million people how they react to it. And then hopefully we can get some more money to get some more vaccinations to people. Um, So I'm trying to be optimistic. Uh
2: (laughs) NSNBC is expected to name Rashida Jones as the network's president. She's going to be the first Black executive to run a major cable news network. So shout out to her, Black Girl Magic. Yay! Starbucks names Melody Hobson Boardhead, Head, making her the only Black female chair of an S&P Fortune 500 company. So shout out to her. Yay! Black excellence. So let's talk about Tyler Perry. I'm going to wrap it up here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we love Tyler (laughs) and the work he does for our community, especially our Black Stars. So he was given the honor to produce the next Sister Act 3. So this shall be interesting. I'm guessing, you know, Sister Mary Clarence, she left the church after 15 years. And started on a a bad binge to like crack or something.
1: (laughs) That's what Tyler Perry gonna make and do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like she was doing crack and then, you know, she left her abusive dark skinned husband. And as she's walking down the, the crack street, she runs into this fine, tall, oddly available why are you in this neighborhood type light-skinned man and he like looks at her and is like oh i'm gonna get you off the streets so you know he ain't got no money for real he worked at uh, (laughs) jack-in-the-box you know he helps her he gets her off the street or whatever you know finds her way back to god and um she goes back to the church and praise the Lord. And in the church, you know, her her old ex-husband, you know, the abusive dark skin man, he's sitting with his new bitch. But she gets all the glory as she walks past him like "Mm, I made it, bitch. A Tyler Perry production. <laughs> Baby, it sounds
1: just like a Tyler Perry. Did, did y'all talk, Dana? Did he tell you the script or the the, uh, the storyline of what was going on? Because that sounds exactly... He gonna turn it into a horror movie. <laughs> Please, Tyler Perry. Like, we love... Six, 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 I can't even talk. We love Sister Act. That is like an iconic movie. Yeah, I, hopefully Tyler Perry don't turn this into a horror film. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we cannot afford Tyler Perry for you to come in and mess up everything we don't work hard for with Lauren Hill being in the movie, Whoopi Goldberg, like some legends, like don't come up in here and like do this, how that other movie was. What was that movie called um, that we just recently watched? But <laughs> that came out on Netflix that was just an atrocious mess struggling black woman with abuse <laughs> husband <laughs> was was. somebody, that wasn't it. I don't remember, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It came out on Netflix and it was yeah. just all wrong. Tyler, just do us right, please, I, please. Right.
2: For, for a chance please we support you <laughs> support <laughs> us with some good content some great some great films well thought out well executed uh make sensible storylines unpredictable storylines let's 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 start there all right all right (laughs) y'all that's it for the water cooler let's take a break All right, so guys, for our Down to Business segment today, we have Kevin James, who is the founder and executive director of the First Icon Agency, LLC, based in New York City, First Icon Agency is a multimedia entertainment company that provides services in artist bookings, music administration, representation, digital marketing, and playlist curation. Kevin has over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry in various facets. He has worked as a recording artist, producer, studio engineer, radio host, and business manager. So this should be a pretty interesting conversation today kevin thank you so much for being on our show
0: uh, thank you for having me appreciate it
2: yeah so the obvious question we want to start where you started what why music what got <laughs> you into this industry why are you going so hard why are you passionate about it what is it about music
0: well um i would say you know even from a small child my mother always played music in the house um she sang in the church choir and uh it's just something that you just gravitated to. She played music from all types. Uh She played R&B. You know, she was a big James Brown fan, Stevie Wonder, all that stuff. So I listened to that. And at the same time, she would flip it to gospel at the same time while listening to something not so religious. She'd flip it to religious. Then we go back to something funky or something like that. But, you know, that's where I gained my passion for music, just seeing what she did and just hearing the different the different uh, styles of music I just it just gravitated to me early I mean from like 7 or 8 I was like trying to make little songs etc and then it just developed in high school and then once I got into college I just I was like this is it this is what I want to do so that's what drove it
1: so okay so you said that you kind of in college that's where it kind of began. So what did you start to do? Were you did you start in a music like did you start recording your own songs? Did you become a singer? Um how did it how did it all start out for you?
0: Ah, well, you know, I got to college and yes, you know, I was like this is what I want to do, but of course, where do you start? So I was walking through the student union and wow, there's the radio station. Okay, beautiful. Let me get a start there as a DJ. So I started DJing there from one to four in the morning. That was my first time slot and uh, grinded it out for a year. And then all of a sudden, just by chance, a senior had left the school and I got the prime time spot from eight to 10. So all of a sudden I was just thrust into the, uh, if you want to call it the spotlight at the university. So from there, things grew, you know, my name got out and then artists reached out to me to get on the show. And therefore, then I started to actually do raps and actually perform, got in the studio, do songs. So that's where that grew right there. And and then that just, you know, I got a little local following and I just love the energy of performing for the crowds. And that's what that's what really built that up.
2: That's dope, and shout out to you. I also had a a show on my university's radio station. <laughs> uh
0: huh. What was the programming? <laughs>
2: uh, I was talking about fashion. <laughs> that was that's okay. my past life. I'm not in that career anymore, obviously. But um, shout out to you. No, that's dope, and and you do meet a lot of people through and get a lot of experience through university radio stations. So if you guys are college kids out there listening to this, interested in music, that could be a very easy start into getting this type of exposure and you can put it on your resume.
0: That's another thing. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. And that's built some of my relationships to this day was, you know, once you don't see it back then, but the relationships I built back then, I still have to this day. And that's what's allowed me to propel to even found this agency. So, Yes, that's a big word of advice to the uh to the people in college right now, really foster those relationships and I'm telling you, you never know where that'll take you.
1: So, transitioning from being, you know, on the radio at your school and then being an artist, what made you go into, you know, sounds like the business side of of the music industry and not stay on the artist side, you know, being a host or being a singer or continuing to DJ. What, you know, made you want to transition into um, the business side of of, of music, because those are two different things.
0: Right. Well, I will be honest. Uh, the first part was, I just don't think I was a good enough rapper, you know?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, you know, you, you got you to <laughs> you keep it I, real with yourself.
0: <laughs> my name is Kep. See, that's what I'm talking. You know, it just wasn't, <laughs> It just was oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah you're a rapper like
2: me. My yeah, name is my name Dana. Is, and I'm All the dudes and the little want feel on my chest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the girls. Yeah, the girls. Yeah, me yeah no,
2: that
1: wasn't you know, it, Kevin. That wasn't
0: it. That wasn't it. it <laughs> you know? And I released this album in, um, on um date myself, but I released this. Uh, I thought this was the best thing in the world. I released the album back in 2006, and I thought this was it. This was gonna break all world records, you know, Michael Jackson watch out. Forget oh. rap, but Michael Jackson Watch Out. <laughs> and I released it and um even my family just wasn't uh yeah, I didn't get much of a response. So so you know, I was like, wow. And then I was hearing what, you know, the mainstream was putting out. And I was like, wow, this stuff does not meet the uh it doesn't meet the <laughs> criteria. So hmm. All right, but you know, I still have that love for music, so what am I gonna do? So you sit down and you're like, hey. Let's move on. Let's not try to do this, you know. um, You know, into perpetuity. Let's let's move on and see what else we're doing. So, the skills that I developed from uh, from the university, and by that time I had a corporate job, which, you know, I don't care what anybody says, the corporate world prepared me for the music business world like you would never believe. So, I took all of that, and I was like. Let's go into the business side as far as being a business manager, music administration, and even being a sound engineer. So that's how that developed. And, you know, I ran with it and I actually enjoyed that more than being an artist because you have so much more leeway. Being an artist like kind of puts you in a box. You have to act a certain way and people expect certain things with you. In this role, I can just be who I am and flow with it.
2: So what artists have you worked with in your journey to becoming, because it sounds like you're on a Quincy Jones type track. Like, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so like what artists have you worked with so far? Which artists that are out there that kind of fit your mode of... You know, would you work with country artists? Do you work with R and B artists, or just rappers? Uh, like, I what's got the flow you. of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having the question is coming together slowly. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, initially I was strict. That was that was my moniker, strictly hip hop. You know, at the time when I first started, rap was like some new baby, and it was just like a, it was a bastard child of music. It was like that rap, that boopity bop stuff. Now it's mainstream, but at that time, it was like some some new child, unknown, and that's what I dealt with for the most part. And then once again, as you evolve, you need to get into other aspects of music to once again create a revenue stream. So I got into R and B, reggae, and all the types. So so basically, all genres welcome is is my mantra. But um, through that time, I've worked with a number of independent artists. Uh, through the through the years, and right now, uh, do you remember? Or I should say, do you remember? Do you know the song "Angel"? Uh, Rayvon and Shaggy. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I work closely now with Rayvon, and um, and an artist named Sugar Bear, a near reggae artist, and so that's that's my main projects right now. We're going through a, a number of promotions right now to make sure their single "I See You" reaches the the height, you know, as far as we could take it. So those are my main guys right now.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big on, well, people that listen to the show, they know I'm big on reggae and Afro beats and ah. soca music. Like that's my jam. So that's ah. tight. That's tight.
0: That's indeed. From the Caribbean?
2: Um, oh, you just love the music? My father's side of the uh, family is West Indian, so ah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm glad that you figured out early on that you know what? No, I'm not a good, I'm not a good rapper <laughs> 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 because some people will go on and talk like can't hold a note, can't sing, can't rap. You know, but but they whole 30s trying to make it <laughs> <laughs> I wanna wanna do I yeah. like, no, like, come on, sis, come on, bro. Like, let's let's move on and do something else. So, the fact that you right. like were like, okay, let's try to figure out because there are so many different avenues, like, in most careers. And this goes for anybody. If you're not good at something in one particular area, try to pivot and figure if you still want to be in that industry, you can pivot and say, you know what, maybe I'll be better suited over here doing this. Right. Make my talent, you know, work for me just so that you could stay in the industry. So I thought that was super dope. With your current artist that you're working with, what types of are you doing? You know, mostly I heard you say promotion. So what exactly are you doing? What do you do with your artists? When you get an artist, what is your responsibility for that artist, like to promote them, to get their songs? Like, what does that entail?
0: It's basically project based. It's getting that song in front of as many people as possible. It's exposing their music to the masses, because on the streaming platform, since now streaming is the way uh, we consume music. Do, are, are you? Do you have? Um, you, could you have accounts on any of the streaming platforms?
1: Spotify. Yep. I there used you to have go. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
0: So that's the way people consume music now. So that's a, that's wonderful, but. Uh, with that said, there are tens of millions of songs on these platforms. Since now it's so easy to distribute your music to the to the masses, so there's tens of millions of songs. So it's my job to help make their song, you know, needle through all that as the needle in the haystack, skip to the front as best as possible through email marketing, um, playlist placement. Uh, we also use Facebook and Instagram ads. And, and just general uh, social media exposure. So we use these methods to try and expose the song to as many people as possible to kind of make it you know, stand apart from the millions of songs out there. So that's where we come into play, particularly, and that's very helpful for the independent artist.
2: So basically, y'all who have seen the Temptations movie, he is... Um... What's our girl?
0: The first manager?
2: Yes, the first yes. manager. Vanessa Bell <laughs> Armstrong. Oh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong.
0: She's a great actress.
2: Yes, beautiful actress. <laughs> Vanessa Bell, Bell Armstrong. So you're you're like that character <laughs> yes. in that movie, pretty much. Hope so, I don't
0: end up like her. Yes.
2: Well, no, you're not gonna end up like her. We ain't speaking that over your life. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what has been the most rewarding and what has been your biggest pain points in? doing that because obviously the radio plays the same for artists back to back to back to back to back we we all know that they're Mm -hmm. they're paid to do that by these big conglomerate radio companies so obviously there's pain points if you're coming in you know with with your your firm trying to get your songs on the radio so what are Mm or what are your pain points and what are some things that you really love about doing this job
0: well, the the pain points, as you say, is uh, literally, you know, and this is what I impress on anyone who comes aboard, is that you li- you really have to invest in your career, and I mean financially. You know, unfortunately, this is not a because uh, not a meritocracy. Oh, my song is great; it's going to get heard. Um, that that's a beautiful, wonderful thought, pie in the sky, but. In reality, money, money talks in this industry. And that's, that's a pain point to me because there's so much. You know, I get so my email is flooded with requests every day. And I'm like, wow, this is such a, this is a great artist. And, you know, I know that the name of the game is money. You know, the radio stations won't listen to you, the blogs, the press, any forms of media, it takes money to get the word out. So, you know, that was a big pain point for me. But having said that, the rewarding part is those who are able to invest. And I understand that everybody's not able to invest, but you know, it takes, a takes sacrifice from the artist, uh, regardless what they're doing, if they have a nine to five or whether they've decided to go full throttle and just do this full time and, and struggle, you know, it, it takes, uh, it takes some type of investment and, um, you know, whether, whatever they've decided to do, you know, it, it just, uh, it, it makes a difference in that aspect. But, um, the rewarding part is when it actually when you actually see some progress, like for instance, you'll have you have an artist who say, Here, this is what I have to work with. And I'm able, and I'm able to make that little bit of money work into blog features, work into a little bit of airplay, you know, work into some um work into a appearance at a venue, just something showing progress, because that can be very discouraging when there's like nothing happening, you know, no one's listening to the music, they're getting no feedback. So so that's the rewarding part, is just seeing that feedback from people. And even if it's just a couple of people, that just encourages the artist to keep going and going and going. So that's that's what I'll say on that part.
1: You mentioned how you are, you know, your your role is to push artists the best you can. Since you're not backed by and you can tell me if you are, but are you backed by any like major publishing companies or any major record labels that assist you with that? Because that's hard work to try to push. For instance, like right now, Tiana Taylor is dealing with that. She feels like she's backed by a major label, but they're not pushing her. Like she needs to be pushed and they have the money. And I, I just heard you talking about, and they have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. So are you backed by a major label? And if not, what type of, I guess, challenges does that have for you?
0: Yes. Well, no, I'm completely independent. And that's why, and that's why, I, uh, that's why a mantra is to, you know, boost this, uh, boost my platforms. That's why I created the radio station and the music blog and the publishing company to offer something else to the independent artist out there, because even though the resources out there, it's never been a better time to be an independent artist, but at the same time, the cost effectiveness of it is not out there. So, you know, they're there, but many people can't afford it. So uh, in the instance of Tiana Taylor, that is, her story is so common. And, and that's why you're seeing a trend now in music where actually, many artists are like, you know what? I'm not going to sign. Because yes, even though the record label has tons of resources, for instance, okay, she's on a major label, but let's say you're on a label with a big artist. Let's say, okay, I've been signed, but Drake is on the label as well. All right, cool. I release an album in March. Drake's album is coming out in April. The label is going to push all of its resources into that Drake album. So your album slated to release. I mean, yeah, you finished it in March, but they have pushed all of their resources into this Drake album. So you wait. Your album's probably not coming out until September. Okay? So now you're having to, let's say you have some time pieces. Let's say, um, let's say, yeah, you did a song about the coronavirus when it first, you know, hit all the lockdowns in April. Your album's coming out in October and November. It's old. It's useless. And there's stories of artists, I mean, even two, three years from the time that the album was uh, that the album was done. So it's frustrating being with the label in the sense that there goes the freedom. So it's a double-edged sword. As an independent artist, you can do whatever you want. You release when you want, you do it, you can do features with whoever you want, but you're tied with a major label. They control who you do songs with and when it comes out. So I I definitely see her frustration. And she's ultimately, she said, I don't know if she's serious about this, but she says she's retiring.
2: Yeah. Which is crazy. That's crazy because she is a talent.
0: Yes. And that, I saw that and I was like, wow, this industry can really beat you down. And that's what I was talking about. It just beats you. And if you don't have that, you know, and, and Hey, I understand. I don't know how long she's been doing it, but, um, if you don't have that constant fortitude, cause literally throughout throughout these twenty plus years, I've got that same beat down where it's like, it's over. Like in actually in 2016, I actually I was done. I was done. And I came back in um I came back in two when I formed the agency in 2018. So I took two years off because I was done.
2: So what made you be done? Like, what's the story behind that? What what made you get to a point where you wanted to hang up your hat on your dreams?
0: Um, you know, well, it was uh like I said, it was uh I had almost some fifteen plus years in the industry and then the needle had moved, but it hadn't moved enough to where I was like, you know, here I am, I'm still pushing and you know, I haven't seen you know, I haven't seen the wealth and the fame. And um I think my daughter was around two at that time. I was like, I, I need to concentrate on her because I was still doing the traveling, the late night studio sessions. By that time, I was a studio engineer and producer. So I'm on the other side, and I'm doing beats for artists. I'm doing songs. And that actually takes more time to be an artist because you're in studio sessions. And those literally lasted into the night, into the morning. And it, ju- it just wreaks havoc on you. You know, I'd gained like some 70 pounds. I was a mess. so. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I was almost 200 pounds. My doctor was like, "What's <laughs> what's going on with you?" And um I never forget I was I actually had one night. One night I was out with my wife and this was the one rare night we're out and we actually got to relax and party. And someone was just bugging me, texting me off the hook. "Yo, did you get the studio session? Did you send it off to the did you send it off to the label?" And this, and he just kept texting me and texting me, and I was like, "I can't live like this anymore and that was I never responded to him, and from that night, I was like, "I'm done. I'm gonna concentrate on uh getting healthy, change my eating style, lose weight, and just move on with life and That's what I did from that night on, two years until um somehow a college someone I connected with in college reached back out to me in two thousand eighteen and Hey, the rest is history. So that's what I'm saying. Those relationships reached out to me at random. We hadn't spoken in about two years.
1: And so what keeps you, I guess, going and motivated to keep coming back to music? What keeps you, you know, with all of the challenges and the hurdles and all of the stress that comes with being in the music industry, what keeps you wanting, you know, coming back?
0: You know, I would say that I would say that. you know, simply, it's just something I'm, I'm good at, and I enjoy, and it's something I know how to navigate. And uh, having been in the corporate world for a time, and once again, this was great. I realized that I I really didn't enjoy that, even with the beatdowns that the music industry can give you, and the amounts of no's. So like, if you can't take no, you're trying to get into the music industry, you're in the wrong industry. There are, I would say, it's ninety percent no, no, move on next. You know, the actual, the actual vote of approval is a rare thing in this industry. So you have to build up a, a mental, a, a mental fortitude to just be able to push on. So it's something that, you know, I just realized that, hey, yes, it is a long haul and a grind, but it's something that I enjoy and I'm good at and I can earn in it. And, and what I'm trying to do is earn to the highest level so I can, uh, you know, maintain for my family going forward and uh, provide my children a lifestyle that I wasn't able to have as a child growing up. So that's really what drives me day in and day out as I'm sitting here early in the morning at 3 a.m. and et cetera.
2: And if you're doing something you're passionate about, it's not really work. Like- Uh-huh. I know I get caught up sometimes in things that I'm really passionate about, and it's like, oh damn, eight hours has passed. I haven't eaten, <laughs> I haven't gone to the bathroom, <laughs> but I have. I've been yes. sitting here working and getting my my shit together, getting my shit done because I'm I love mm-hmm. it. So I can totally identify with that. So production that's a huge thing in the music industry, and to have yes. that talent is is very 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 cool. Who cool. Are some of your favorite producers, and who are you inspired by when you start producing music, and also last piece of this question um, <laughs> what artists have you produced songs for so far?
0: Ah, gotcha all right, so um my inspiration I would say um complete well artist wise it was always it was Michael Jackson starting out. As a youngster, so that was my songwriting inspiration. But as a producer, Timberland totally, totally just messed up my mind when he first came out with those beats with Missy Elliott and Aaliyah, yeah. and Genuine. That totally, I'll never forget. Um, I walked into a studio session around that time, and um, you know, I was doing the old style, quote unquote, and and this guy was like, "Wait, what's that, man? That's old school, man. You need to." You need to mesh up your drums, man. Your drums need to skip, man. Come on. Have some energy to your track, you know, like Timbaland. I was like, man, I can't do that stuff. You know, and I, I didn't really even listen to him really, but um, the more I listened to the tracks that he produced, I was like, wow, he literally, he literally switched up the entire game to, to the way people produce. And you even hear it now. This is some, some over 20 years later, you still hear – the effects of what Timlin has, uh, messed in the industry. So he's a definite inspiration on me. And, um, right now, you know, the younger guys like, uh, London on the track, Metro boom. And these guys are, um, these guys are really expanding the game in the rap.
1: And R&B that's London right. on the track, you know, so yeah, London, right, I right. Ronde, he did not
0: cross over the pop. So that's what I'm saying. And that's, yeah. that's a good thing. You know, these guys, um, that, and that's the beauty. Like you look, you look at the Billboard Top 100. A majority of the songs are rap songs. That's what I'm talking about. Rap has really, rap has become the new pop. It's yeah. really mainstream now, and it's a beautiful thing to see. From where it started out as this little baby, and it's really grown into something. It's really a part of the American. Lexicon now you see kids in the suburbs, the hats turned back and, and they're trying, they're trying to live the, uh, the culture is the culture they think, but. And they uh,
2: need to sit down.
0: I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I don't, I get up, I get kind of upset, but I know it's what's projected in the media. And I don't like that, you know, particularly when you see these, um, these reality shows, they're projecting that, you know, they're projecting a certain, what do you call that? Certain last of this it's not true you know yes hip hop is a beautiful thing and it's not some it's it's just not something to be um Damn, I don't even know the word. It's not stereotypes. To be. There, there, you go. That's the word. Was, yeah, you know, hat <laughs> to the back. Um, yeah, you know, yo, yo, what's good?
2: What's good, uh, my uh, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, I hate. that. I even hate I that for the I hate that word. Word should not even used. You know, that's the, it's a derogatory term, and it's like, yo, how how are we using that to empower ourselves? Nah, get that out of here. Get that out of here. Now, having said that, yeah, I like some of those tra- love, love those trap tracks, but at the same time, you know, I don't like to hear that. And and once again, that gives that gives society it's like, oh, if they're saying it, I can say it. So that's why I'm like, get that out of here. You know how can you how can you tell a uh, you know whatever a a white or Italian kid in the suburbs? He's just he's just uh, he's just reciting the lyrics that's out there, right? Yeah. You know <laughs> she like nah. You're like I don't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> she like I don't like
1: that. But I see, I see what you're saying. But at the same, time you, know. you know better than that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but some don't. So you know, ignorance They don't. They'll they'll
2: say <laughs> so it. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I
0: see him. I, I see him me. reciting. <laughs> I'm like, wow, look at that. He feels empowered to say that. But I'm like, yeah. Can I really be critical mm-hmm. if the if the rapper themselves is blurting it out like 15 to 20 times in the track? I'm like, huh. Uh okay I guess so like you hear you'll hear a Mexican rapper or, or whatever you'll hear any other race they're not using the derogatory term of their race in that music so that that's that's what kind of bothers me about uh today's rap but hey
1: well, Let's to see. your point, like for example, Takashi nine, or nine. You know, I mean, yes, he, yes, he feels comfortable enough, and I feel like also that has a lot to do with the people that are around him. All these yes men, obviously, there are people that feel like it's okay, and that's totally not okay. I don't like him at all, and I definitely don't feel like he should be saying that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, black people be okay with it because I mean, I don't, you don't hear a lot of people saying anything about it, so no. yeah, to your point, like. I mean, I guess they, you know, it's for them, it just feels some type of acceptable, but he know better now. He know better. He know better. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't get accountability. So, but that's a whole nother thing. But yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So what are you
1: looking to, I mean, you've accomplished a lot in these last 20 years, but what are you looking to continue to accomplish like for yourself with your artists um, going forward?
0: Ah, yes. Well, the main goal is to create a really viable platform where independent artists can come to. Ultimately, I want to create my own label where independent artists can come to and not be screwed. Because unfortunately, uh, the majors, or even indie labels, the goal of most labels is to screw the artist. And through my 20 years, I have discovered it really, it doesn't have to be that way. There really, there really is enough money. I mean, the the record industry recorded record amounts of revenue last year and continues to, even, even through the pandemic and coronavirus, still maintaining record amounts of revenue and still record labels continually. The contracts are engineered to screw the artists. So my goal is to create a platform where we all can eat, so to speak.
1: It
0: really doesn't have to be that way. Want artists to feel comfortable these contracts have this the fine print, which eventually screws them. You know, once you sign to a record label, you have, you have been provided a bank loan, essentially. They're providing you a loan. People get enamored with the fact that, yeah, I'm getting an advance. I'm getting an advance of, let's say, $375,000. And that is beautiful. You know, especially when you've come from an environment where you are struggling, your family's struggling. But that money is just to produce the album. That's not your money. And many people fail to realize that you owe the label that money back. So you're not getting a royalty until you make that money back. So the first album is you may have, you, uh, you familiar with the story of TLC.
1: Yeah, for sure. How
0: they sold all those records, world tours. They don't have any money. It's not their money. You know, that all went to the record label. and They still owe the label. So now you do your second album in the red, you still owe them. So, you do, it's just a never ending cycle of owing the label and you never earn what you should. So, I'm really intent on earning enough to the fact where I can give independent artists the true opportunity to get their music out, signed to a label, and we all eat and be successful without having to screw them.
1: Sounds like quality control to me. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, see. I will not have stories like Puff
2: Daddy. That's yeah, cool. I'm gonna say, you <laughs> ain't gonna be shit. They're
0: like, yo, give me out this contract. It's like, wow it's right. like they're locked in yeah.
2: uh, and that opens up a whole another discussion because P. Diddy is black as hell all the <laughs> artists are black as hell and right. you still use Why? them to make himself a billionaire you still use horrible. Your- your peeps so Mm -hmm. it's great that you're trying to change the course of the music industry and where it's going and we've seen over the years how things have changed where artists are basically managing themselves they're putting their content out themselves on soundcloud or releasing it to apple music so this this idea that you have is truly unique and it might Help those who want to put their music out there, but not necessarily have the business part about it, right. and and they're concerned about getting screwed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you own my masters for what? how many years? Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a yeah,
0: lot. Yeah, it's tough. Hopefully, Even we're here.
1: We're hear, we'll hear um, Tiana has signed to the Icon.
2: <laughs> I, I hope,
1: I,
0: I know she's beat down, but I I hope that, you know, after maybe a a year or two years off, she's like, I can let me go back in here and and plus she's really a talented artist and she's it's a shame she's so
2: talented she and is. i really hate that she feels like that but i've said even on this show cuz we have a segment where we talk about music i'm a huge fan of hers her mm-hmm. her music is so good but again if if nobody hears it <laughs> if nobody checks it out like right. like you know what is this there's, <laughs> there's hundreds of artists like that so yes, yes. this is absolutely needed um for the music industry in general, and especially for our people, because like you said, when they give us these big contracts, we we go ham. Hey, we want the ice. We want because we, yes. we, we a lot of us grew up not even having that stuff. So right. go overboard, and you know, like TLC, like MC Hammer, like Tony Braxton, oh thirty thousand times. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it does not always end well for them. So this is really cool insight into kind of like the behind-the-scenes aspect of the music industry. And I'm so glad that you were here to to share this um, experience with our co-workers. Damn. So to kind of wrap up, I I kind of want you to reflect a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If you could go back to the moment in your life where... You knew this was something that you wanted to pursue and you were dead sad on it. Knowing what you know today, what would you tell Kevin back then?
0: Yes, indeed. That's a good, oh, what? I don't even have to think about this. Do it with intention. And I didn't do that back then. You know, I wanted to do it, but I did not put in the necessary work to really do it. I like the idea of being in music but I didn't put in the necessary work to really, really do this thing in music. So so that's what I would definitely say. You know, there were certain things I should have done along the way that would have really just, I think, eased the, the flow. Like when I was on that radio station doing the show, I should have seeked out an internship at the local radio station. You know, there's even more contacts. Helps you out. But I was enthralled with the fact of i um, I got a little name on campus. When I go out to the parties, people know me, Hey, can I get a shout out on, on your show? You know, I love that. I love that. <laughs> but that should not have been the way that should not have been the way. And I love the female attention. Of course I was like, yeah, but that should have been, that should have been on the back burner. I should have been thinking about the business side. And I I know, I know that is, that is tough, but I definitely should have thought about the business side and I think we would have been in a different position uh, going forward. But having said that, you learn from all of that and, and you move forward. And, hey, I'm, I'm happy that, that I have this goal in mind because I really think once I establish this, it's going to create a whole, it's going to create what I call the new music industry. And I've seen that hashtag out there on social media because there's other agencies and companies that are like, hey, we don't have to do it this way. We can do it another way. So why not? Let's, let's switch the narrative. As far as music goes
1: well that is so awesome kevin thank you so much for being on our show today you oh, have you um, gave us and our co-workers uh, a lot of insight in you know the back the, the business side of the music industry and even if, if our co-workers are thinking about going into the music industry hey um you you know set some gems <laughs> on them and hopefully they can reach out to you. But thank you for your contributions to the culture and what you're doing and trying to uh create this new music industry and you know sounds like with a good heart and with good intentions in mind for the people that you're working with. So thank you so much. And please tell us where we can follow you, uh where we can see what you're doing, see what you have up and coming, and just let us know what's you know, next for you and where we can find you.
0: Uh, people can follow me at, uh, well, first the website of the company First Icon Agency is firsticonagency.com. Um I'm on Instagram at uh Twitter as well. And uh, the other platforms I was talking about, the Streamline Music Blog and uh, Platinum Vibes Radio. These are uh, platforms where uh, indie artists can get their, Get the word out on their music. So said if any of your co-workers so again want to get into music or they have people they know, hey, our platforms are willingly, willingly, really ready to promote any indie uh indie 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 music artists and their initiatives. Well
2: thank you so here. much. Thank you so much, yes, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, Kevin thank
0: you for having me. Appreciate yeah.
1: it. It's time for the break room it's the break room. It's the break room. What's your brain, brain, brain do? Girl, we finished with all the tea. Hey, hey! it's the break room. What's your brain do? All right, well, y'all, let's take ay. a break ay. and head on over to the break room. Wendy's mom passed away, so I just want to say condolences to condolences to her family. If you watch our show, though, you know that her mom has definitely been a major part of her life. She talked about her mom all the time. Her mom, before the pand- pandemic came, her her mom and her dad used to come to the show a lot. They have their own seat and everything. So, and the odd thing about it is that her mom passed like hellas ago. Cause she was like many, 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 many weeks ago. <laughs> That's what she said. So I don't know why she's just now bringing it up to us, but regardless of the fact, shout out to wendy and her mom passing away that's very sad
2: yeah so sorry to hear um losing your mother regardless of how old you are oh my gosh that girl i can't even Mm -mm. i can't either i'm i'm i feel so sorry during the holiday like all of that stuff is probably really affecting her right now so um, much prayers and love to Wendy Williams. Very sorry for your loss. Yeah, and if you watch the show all all next
1: week until January fourth, will be just reruns. So she's gone until next year. Okay, so the Grammys is just getting all the flack, all the shade from artists <laughs> feeling snubbed from awards, as per usual. I mean. Specifically, black artists, and now they've done it again by snubbing Tiffany Haddish. So, the president of the Recording Academy, his name is Harvey Mason Jr., issued an apology to Tiffany Haddish. Why? Because, unbeknownst to him, supposedly he had no no knowledge of this. They did not offer Tiffany any compensation any compensation uh, to cover her cost for the pre-show they asked her to do the pre-show to host the pre-show and they did not offer her compensation
2: oh so um not happening all the time you guys forgot to play pay a black woman oh that's such news like (laughs) y'all did that shit on purpose come on stop
1: and so harvey mason jr said that he called her you know Personally, and apologized to her about this. He said he had no idea about it. Apologize? Did you pay her? <laughs> That's the thing.
2: Did you give no. her her point?
1: What? Well, Tiffany has declined. She's like, no, I'm not doing it. So, as she should, respectfully, I'm good on that. I'm not doing it. Now, I don't know if recently she said that she's going to end up doing it because you know the Grammys comes on, I believe, in January or February. But that's wrong that y'all was like not trying to pay her. Now, would y'all would would y'all have done that to uh one of your white counterparts? Adam in Sandler. Adam Sandler, Drew Ugh. Barrymore? No. I'm sure we would not be going through this. So shout out to Tiffany for knowing her worth and moving on. Also, Taraji P. Henson has a new show coming to Facebook watch uh called Peace of Mind with Taraji. The purpose of the show is to change the perception of mental health in the Black community. Okay. Yeah, the show airs on Monday, December 14th and it looks like it's actually going to be really good. She has guests celebs like tamar who actually needs to be on there and talk to somebody chat.
2: tamar needs to see a real therapist and <laughs> not stop, going on these fucking, <laughs> stop going on these fucking talk shows having therapy with the world <laughs> go see Inyanya behind the camera <laughs> baby she done mm-hmm. thought
1: the Tamarin. she said now nah, i'm about to go here holla at taraji that's uh, not therapy tamar and gabrielle union were some of the celebs that were you know featured or on the show so that should be really good i know taraji has talked about in the past how she's dealt with mental health issues herself so the fact that she's bringing that awareness to our community because we don't like to talk about therapy in the black community or we think it's stupid like hopefully she can bring another type of perspective to it yeah good for her so in reality news love hip hop hollywood cast members have been showing out this week first on the on the on the list or the tolling poll tolling pole however you say that? Is it's ray j okay he was on all over ig posted up with the cast member from bad girls club I never watched Bad Girls Club, but I do know, you know, our girl, Tanisha, she was like the veteran or the goat. He was on there with some white bitch um, <laughs> all over her. She all on the Instagram. We're on Instagram and she, he he like, oh, we on Instagram. He kissing her like just the disrespect was just absolutely absurd. So supposedly the divorce is still pro- processing now for the tenth
2: time, <laughs> and,
1: and Princess has told him to live his life. Yeah. Damn, JJ. <laughs> that's how you go live. Like that's just that's ridiculous. But also Brandy and Max Lux. Also on the Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. So this week, Brandy was on live and an altercation erupted while on live, and you could hear tussling and bitch this, bitch that. You heard the baby crying in the background, and all this, y'all, happened on live. So the next day, Brandy came back to Instagram and was like, Look at me, look at me, look at my neck, look at my arms. Like, I'm he, he, he didn't hit me. He doesn't abuse me. And then Max came the next day and was like, "I don't abuse my wife. I don't abuse my children. Um, I don't beat. I don't beat on my family." And monise another cast member, said, "Child, please. It's been going on since going on could be going on. They've been doing this for the whole time that they've been together. But it's just." it's in poor taste. I just don't feel like, why are y'all going? She was like, I went on live because I felt like it would calm him down.
2: Oh God. Something girl. to
1: that effect. Like oh. he didn't say those words specifically, but it's just like, I don't know if, if they're doing this because they, cause they haven't been on the show in a couple years. So I don't know if they're doing this to try to get some, get a storyline going so that they this can be is on the, the show. Way It is the wrong way to do it. And if you really, if you really need help or something's really going on, just don't, I just don't agree with going on live again and putting all of your business out there. Like, that. Like it's just, it's unnecessary. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's just not. Okay. Why do people feel like they have to go to social media to ask their therapist, I guess. I don't know what they're gaining from that. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about it, Dana?
2: I think with all of these love and hip hop people, they just went back on the show. They want to create their coins from it. I don't believe this whole Ray J and princess bullshit. Like I feel like they have some super elaborate orchestrated plan to make themselves look like a messy ass couple so that they can capitalize on it. That's just my thoughts. I don't fall. I don't believe their drama. As far as this lady goes, what's her name? Brandy. Brandy, you are being abused. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to laugh behind that. As a former person who was in a, a domestic violence relationship, all of that shit is, is keen to me. Oh, he don't hit me, da, this and that. I thought I could record him so he can calm down. I used to do all of that shit. I um really encourage you to seriously get some help maybe this all happened on live for a reason for this part of your life to be exposed so that you can really take a deep look inside and see where your pain points are because this ain't it boo this is not it this nigga is up here client oops i said the n-word after our guest just <laughs> yeah, you don't like that <laughs> oh! <laughs> But anyway. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he if he's not even hitting you, he has an anger problem clearly. Grown adult men don't act like that. They don't throw temperature. They don't have to holler and yell and and get aggressive and violent with you or whatever when there's some type of conflict. That is not real. If you find yourself in a situation where that is the norm and that is how you guys communicate, that is very toxic. So, Brandy. I hope that you being exposed for being in an abusive relationship will cause you to seek help. There are plenty of women out there like you, Emily B. She's still giving her abusers babies and, you know, running around taking cute family photos with him or whatever. Did he abuse her? Hold on. He's abused her before? girl what you you didn't hear about when fabulous beat emily b's ass no it was on camera yeah (sighs) he beat her ass like her face oh my gosh and then she he got arrested for it and she went to court and was like nah drop the charges so you know that's That is victim of a domestic violence type behavior, so get some help, girl. Um, That ain't your dude. That's not the one. You at the at the end of the day, you don't want. And I don't know if you have kids or whatever. You don't want your son to think it's okay to act like that. She has a son. They have a son. You don't want your son to think that's okay to act like that, and you don't want your daughter to think that it's okay to date a man that's like that. The way that you hurt, the way that he hurts you, somebody will be hurting your daughter in that way. If that can change your mind about staying with this man. Somebody will hurt your daughter in that way. And she is going to think it's okay. It's going to be a part of her trauma. It's going to be a part of the way she she relates to love with chaos and drama and, and grown ass men throwing temper tantrums. So you need to decide as a woman, as a mother, this ain't it this ain't what i want this ain't the nigga and uh get out of that so i i pray for your children's sake and your sake but i pray for your children's sake especially that you wake up and do better for yourself
1: and that goes for everybody not just the celebrity we might be talking about this for a reason if you over there and you're trying to contemplate on leaving somebody or anything like that I think we've talked about this on the show, but this is serious. Making excuses for him. them, don't been near excuses there, done that for men. don't make... yourself, been yeah, there, done be that. So, but in better love and hip hop news, Atlanta cast members BK Brasco and Sierra Gates got engaged after their long time going back and forth. Child, he proposed, and <laughs> the ring is everything. So, congratulations to them. Sierra Gates is the owner of the Sierra of the uh, Glam Shop in Atlanta. So, anyway, speaking of Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Atlanta premiered last week. It aired, and I don't know how I feel about the show at this moment. Um, it's just the first episode, but it really feels like something is missing for me. Could be Nene, could be Sheree, could be Phaedra, could be all the. <laughs> dramatic, drama-filled women that I need on the show so that it can feel like it has some oomph.
2: I think it's going to get better because I've little... seen the little highlights and I guess Drew Sedora and that other chick, they coming with it, so.
1: Yeah, and it looks like the show will be centered around the stories about Candy, Cynthia, Ken, Portia, so we'll see. Um Nothing really out of the ordinary happened on this episode, but there are things, like you said, Dana, that are coming down the pipe regarding i think it's called sex gate or something that happened at a party that they had where tanya and portia had a threesome or something like that so we'll see how how that goes but let's move on to real housewives of potomac the season finale aired and it was a disgusting mess
2: a disgusting mess
1: Robin and Juan's holiday party, Juan Juan finally proposed to Robin, so shout out to Robin for getting engaged. It was all good till Karen showed up and the shit hit the fan, okay? So Karen shows up late after a delayed flight and Candace and Karen get into it, into a back and forth about the situation between her and Monique, who was (laughs) about the whole situation that we talked about, about the whole Mm -hmm. Monique showing up late and Candace showing up late. The situation escalated, it got loud, and in Michael Darby, Raggedy, Ashley Darby, their whole (laughs) Raggedy family, Darby, just Kentucky Darby, just nasty. Not Kentucky Darby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. In their fashion, he decides to be messy, much like his wife, like I've been saying, and goes to Chris Bassett, Candace's husband, and says, "Hey, man, you need to
2: control your wife. Control your wife." Chris, Chris Bassett was like, "The fuck you, fuck you talking me? about?" Chris Bass- Bassett said, "I'm married to a black woman. What the fuck you?" Th-? Chris <laughs> said not today. Not today, bitch. He
1: took <laughs> his finger, his pointer, and <laughs> <Chris> Michael. <laughs> now let's be clear this wasn't an aggressive push to me it was not it it wasn't to where but in white privileged man fashion michael starts yelling are you touching me he's touching me are you touching me he's touching me then proceeds to say
2: you're going down you're going to jail i'm gonna get my lawyer Uh, white man white man Uh, listen you bitch (laughs) well first of all (laughs) <laughs> I don't dislike Michael Darby and I don't dislike Ashley Darby. Uh, what? Oh, I, I'm gonna my, try your opinion for. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't like or dislike them. They just exist. My thing is you're going to have to go the fuck somewhere with this white man bullshit. Like you clearly were drunk, you were in this man's face talking shit. He t- he told you to pipe down and all of a sudden you're a victim. Like he did that shit. That that's the shit. That's that karen ass shit. Yes. They just killed on the streets. Yes. Like that's what I'm not fucking with, Michael Darby. You bitch ass. Like first of all, and then Ashley with her humming. Oh you are embarrassing me. You know your uh dude act like this. You know he over here tripping, and then she even got hyped off of the drunk ass shit that he was telling her and he wasn't even right he hit me so then Ashley turns up y'all all looked dumb but who looked dumber well actually Michael Darby takes number one dumbass in this situation but to me who looked dumber was Candace and um her turning hashtag ratchet when uh her husband and Michael Darby were going back and forth ma'am ma'am, ma'am, you have sat this into enti- almost this entire season playing the, oh, I have class. I'm this type of black woman. I don't do that. Even though we know you roll up on people like you finna fight them. You're not about that life or roll up on people with weapons, trying to hit them. You're not about that life. And so now you up in the club clowning with your boo with Ashley and them, like, the story this is my problem <laughs> the story you're selling candace i cannot buy when you continue to display the behavior that got your head knocked off the first time i'm done i'm I'm cool on y'all like this was a boring ass stupid ass end of the show i can't wait for this reunion honey because you know i want to see all of these receipts monique claimed she got Baby, she got a binder of receipts
1: Yeah, it was just a disgusting mess how the show ended. And let me just say, this man's infatuation with Juan is disgusting.
2: Girl, now I understand it because Juan is fine, but dude, come on. Juan is fine, but I don't want
1: my husband talking about a man more than he talk about me. He done talked about Juan, complimented Juan on this show more than he done complimented Ashley on the show the past eight years they've been on this damn show. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. God. And her ugly, y'all, I don't like her. Her ass, <laughs> we don't watch what happens live. And me and Dave was talking about this. <laughs> she went on watch what happens live and supported him and was like, and he was like, what are, you know, what's up with all these comments that Juan's made? I don't think that, you know, he's secure about himself. So I think it's okay that he compliments other men. Girl, that much? You okay with your man complimenting the man that much? Like, Girl, he's not a only he,
2: he, not only do he be complimenting him, he be like looking him up and jail, yes. licking his lips like, mm. And hey, I don't blame you because I feel the same way about Juan. (laughs) (laughs) Juan is fine,
1: but I don't need you. And wait, can we take a minute on Ashley, y'all? The Potomac girls gotta take notes from Atlanta because that bitch looked like a damn 10th grader. Sitting (laughs) up there on Watch What Happens Live. (laughs) This girl had on a damn yellow halter top (laughs) with some ugly-ass dollar store earrings. She had on them
2: after five-ass earrings. (laughs) (laughs) After five. Her her hair was pulled she, back, some down. She, she flat ironed herself with um some Conair flat irons.
1: Bitch, you look dumb looking like she was headed to that bitch like she was headed to fifth period. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't like her. I really don't, y'all. I just don't like her. Moving on to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, real quick. Still sick of Jen and her antics this week. Picked back up from mary's Met gala lunch but the argument that mary and and jen had was so petty to me jen made a comment and said i say what you guys are thinking but won't say and mary was like i would never say what you say and it just opened up a whole pointless ass argument and jen brought up the fact that mary once said if black people were in front of a 7-eleven that she wouldn't go that she was go another one. I believe, I believe that. that, but that why why, why does that j- justify what we're talking about in this current situation? I feel like Jen tries to make Mary look like the bad person in any like regardless of what the topic is. Like she just brings up, well, you're the one who said. Like, what does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? I do believe that, and Mary said like hospitals and convenience stores if black people i mean it's just
2: it's ridiculous their 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 argument is petty to me i feel like it's petty they are two super emotional ass women mary went off because jen gave this super heartfelt apology to meredith which she owed her and didn't say nothing like i'm sorry mary for calling you a grandfather fucker so you know that's where mary's disdain, I guess, from Jen in that moment came. But both of you bitches need to let it go. I totally believe Mary to be one of those black people who feels that she is above. Um Ooh, I, you God. know what? I'ma stop saying team anybody on this show because I really can't rock with all of you. Like some ugh. at this point, it's Team Meredith and Team Whitney Rose and Team Heather. Right. Like those are my those are yeah. my bitches. The rest of you bitches or whack yeah I love <laughs> Meredith can do no wrong to me I, I love Meredith
1: class act honey yes yes I'm so here for her so anyways moving on from the from the franchise that we love so much housewives Lil Wayne pleads guilty to a gun charge and could possibly face up to 10 years of prison time Ooh. <laughs> he's just in a bunch of shit because his former manager is also suing him for 20 million dollars for back pay of a pay increase that he never received during the few days between Birdman and him,
2: so Ooh. Wayne, maybe all that capping you was doing for Trump paying off. Hey, maybe, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe he wanted you guys, you niggas, to go vote out and keep him rich so that he's able to pay these lawsuits. Hopefully, hey, your boy got <laughs> what he got—a couple of a couple of weeks left in office. Couple of maybe, weeks. maybe you can get a pardon, you and your three dreads, bitch.
1: <laughs> meanwhile this is what we gotta talk about in, in music y'all cause you know right now m- music goes on hold everybody takes a break so meanwhile little Baby hasn't had a good week with allegations of him paying a porn star $6,000 to sleep with him 6000 <laughs> Miss London who was a porn star went on Twitter she went on a Twitter rant and just went in about Lil Baby but Lil Baby, I just want to let y'all know what little Baby said. First, he denied it. Then the lady brought up some receipts about some DMs that he sent her. Lil Baby said, what's the point of paying if you do all that? You fucking the game up. If I pay for pussy,
2: you ain't supposed to speak on it. That's bad business, mama come on but for real though and you ain't gonna get no more customers after this and what are you up here blasting him for bitch you the one that charged him six thousand (laughs) dollars you you fucking with a multi-millionaire and you was like "Mm, give me six grand for this pussy that's your bad bitch and you look dumb not him because men pay paid for sex all the time like People pay for sex all the time. So you coming out here trying to blast him, and make him look stupid. You actually made yourself look stupid and possibly lost some pretty good clientele. So yo bet, just for some social media clout, Yo bet.
1: Do anything for clout. And it's so sad because Jada, y'all know he's with Jada Chief. She's like a really big social media influencer. And it's just so sad because they was going in on that girl. And she was like, okay, y'all, can y'all stop now? Like my feelings is hurt but um little baby you need to do you need to do better because also his baby mama tweeted or went on instagram and was like how you paying six thousand dollars to a porn star but can't even pay your child two thousand dollars a month or he yeah it's it's a mess little baby baby, do better because according to
2: you you make four hundred thousand dollars a show (laughs) okay yeah i saw that news article um (laughs) <laughs> okay, don't. Hey, little baby, you're still young, and it's time for you to not future this shit up. Like, get your shit together, <laughs> please. Get your shit baby. together. I love Go see to a girl. therapist. Get get on drug counseling. Get your shit together.
1: So, lastly, I just want to shout out because we did talk about this last week. Giervo, congratulations. He is <laughs> him and his wife, or no, I'm sorry, he's, that's not his wife. Him and his girlfriend are pregnant. She's four months pregnant, actually. Surprise! He faces up to six years in prison, but requested in court this week that he be able to travel between Chicago and New Jersey to see Tatiana because she's four months pregnant. So mm-hmm. that sucks because, damn, like when you just pregnant, that is not something. You want to have your dude there, well, in some, some cases, because sometimes the hormones be all out of control, child. You be like, right. get away from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that sucks for for uh tatiana or tiana whatever her name is but congratulations to her on their baby so anyways y'all these celebrities got a lot going on and um hopefully y'all ain't in as much drama as all of them <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, for these holidays but that's all i got for the break room all right guys well This is a little hard for me because I'm innately a very private person. I'm not the type of person to be speaking on my life or telling my business or anything like that. But you guys know I've been going to therapy. And one of the things my therapist recommended months and months ago, (laughs) I still haven't done it, but she says that I should be a little bit more open and vulnerable with my life and what's going on with me so this is hard um and i saved it to the end of the show hoping y'all clicked off after the break oh no we got it to be at the very front <laughs> oh jesus um <clears throat> so where do I start? Girl, my heart is beating. That's This is how bad this is for me. Like, I do not like talking about myself. But, um... So, we won't have a show next Saturday. Um, we were scheduled to have a show. However, um, some things have come up in my life that I need to address. <laughs> Look, I'm still private. But <clears throat> I will let you guys know... And this is the absolute first time I'm ever really even saying anything about this or talking about this or anything. But you guys might have noticed over the past, I guess, year, this year, like, I'll forget random words and, you know, we make it into a joke, very simple words or pronounced stuff, or you might have heard a lot of sniffing going on in the background, Um, that is because uh, this year, this year, uh, was hell for me too. Like a lot of you, I was diagnosed with cancer, and so a lot of our shows that we've been recording, I'm like fresh out of chemo, or I'm sick from chemo, or we couldn't record because I was so sick. Um yeah I don't know what else to say about that but um I wanted to come forward and tell you guys what is going on and what I'm personally going through. Um, just so that you guys don't feel slighted, because you guys be writing us like, where the damn show at? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I don't want nobody to feel slighted when we, you know, there's times where we can't be as consistent as we want to be. We want these shows to come out every week. That's the goal, and we're gonna work, work really, really hard to to continue to do that. And. You know, just because I have cancer, and you know, can't stop, won't stop. I got that P Diddy energy. Okay, I'm not. We ain't going Thank nowhere. You. The show ain't going nowhere. We you know,
1: think,
2: mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, nothing's going to change. But that's 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 what's been going on behind the scenes. Part of it. Um, that's why, you know, some weeks we have not been as consistent as we would like to be. Um, but we so appreciate you all for just hanging in there every week, telling you guys' sh- friends about our shows, reposting the shows, liking our stuff. So- like, even when we post on social media, and you like a comment, we love you. You know, if you make a comment, we love you. We love you guys yeah, so, so, so much. much. And, um, <clears throat> We will not have a show next week, but the shows after that, we're going to have a couple of specials uh, for our year-end deal. So we're going to have one show doing our best fuck you letters for the year and another show doing everything else that was dope about the show this year so if you guys have any suggestions of stuff that you guys remember and you guys want us to feature write us in let us know and hopefully some of our newer listeners can kind of hear what's been going on this the whole rest of this year since before you guys start listening so I feel like I'm talking too much and I'm just like, ugh. I just want to like take a bath and you know, just <laughs> sharing all my business, Lord. <laughs> it's good for the soul, friend. It's good for the soul. It's good for the soul. So um <clears throat> shout out to Chadwick Bozeman. When he passed away, I was like in the thick of things and really feeling discouraged. So i want to dedicate this show to him because if it wasn't for what I found out he was doing as he was dealing with the same stuff that I was dealing with, the surgeries, the chemo, the radiation and all of that, like it inspired me to keep going. So shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Love you to life brother. And we'll see you guys really in the new year, but you guys are going to get some new shows after next week. Well,
1: since this is your last time hearing our live voices, you guys, I hope you have a happy and merry Christmas, happy holidays, stay safe, keep, keep your mask on, keep social distancing, and happy new year. And I hope to see, we hope to see you guys in the new year and continue to hit us up on social media at Black at Work Pod, because we still going to be around, child.
2: We're a mass. We're a mass. We're <laughs> a mask. <laughs> My okay. Hey. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.